It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There it is. <laughs> yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me today, Mike G. It's a War of Poor Wednesday. I missed you last week. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Had some wisdom teeth extracted last week, so I had to had to chill for a little bit uh, uh, to get myself together. Well, I, I appreciate that, and glad you're back. Glad everything is good. You didn't need those teeth anyway. You didn't yeah, need those. That's what the, that's what the doctor said. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll take their word for it. So the uh, the game Saturday did not go very well. I didn't really hear a whole lot of uh, your thoughts going into it, um, but uh, coming out of it, what are the biggest takeaways in your mind? Uh, you know, uh, number one, and I think it's at the top of everybody's mind right now, is drops are a problem. Uh, we are on a record-setting pace for drops. Sure. In the post-game presser, I asked Coach about it. He said that he did not know the stat, but we're we're on pace for almost 50 drops, which is just under triple the amount of drops we had last year. Yikes. Mind you, we're going to play more games this year, but that rate is astounding. And given how they want to run offense, it's going to be hard to get anything going if we keep dropping the ball. So. Um, it, can't, it has to be noted, a lot of these drops, of the 22 drops that we have so far this season, eight of them were by non-wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Schenker, uh, Tank, um, you know, and Shivers yeah. have dropped collectively eight passes, right? Um, on, for the rest of the receivers, again, Demetrius Robertson, it's a, it's, it's a whole systemic problem with the drops uh, now I have some thoughts on that. It's that's not completely all on them, but right now the passing game is in a state of disarray and they're going to, they're going to have to pull it together uh, to finish out this schedule. Because let me tell you, there are some, we started the season with the second hardest schedule in the country, Zach. Right. And then, you know, through two, three weeks, it looked like some of those games were more winnable mm-hmm. and, then after the next three weeks, they look less winnable, <laughs> right? Right <laughs> in our state. So uh, we're going to have to pull some things together there to to kind of get this headed the right direction. So y- you mentioned it's not all on them. The drops. What would you attribute it to? Uh, listen, uh, ball placement and uh, and touch are are issues right now. So you're um, in you're in the camp that both throws it too hard. Uh, we watch not not necessarily always too hard, but. You know, we did a watch the film segment last night where we went through every play. Yeah. And um, touch does matter, especially when you're throwing to non-wide receivers. So, you know, for uh, some players who are not natural pass catchers, you got to help them out a little bit. You got to put a little air under it, make the ball more catchable. Um, The interception uh, that he threw to Shivers, listen, man, I watched that replay six ways to Sunday. He got beamed in the face with it. He could barely get his hands up fast enough to catch the ball, and it just bounced off him, and you know, and then it was intercepted. So there was no reason to throw that ball. Um, there were all, actually some other options on that play. Uh, you but know, it was clear uh, who the first read was. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, going through your progressions is another thing. But you so, don't need to go past the first progression if the first progression's open. 
Yeah. You, again, when you he only had to get two that, yards. Yeah. When you look at that, he wasn't really that open though. Like he was open. They just needed two yards. He was open for two yards. Yeah, you got to throw it back. You got make it. Give him a give him a good chance to catch the ball. Is all I'm saying. Help him out. Okay. Right. So you know, receivers can help the quarterback, but the quarterback can also help the receivers. It, that that's a two way street. Is all I'm saying. So not all on both. Okay. Right. But not all on the receivers either. Same thing in the early in the first quarter. There was you know just a quick out. Uh, 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 kind of like a, a you know a, th- a throw to the flat to Robertson. The ball was thrown with too much velocity out in front of him, and it got recorded as a drop. But he made that catch harder than it should have been. So you know, it, again, it goes both ways. He, uh, Robertson is 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 you know he just got here, right? He was a transfer from Georgia, right. and uh, you know chemistry between. Uh, receiver and quarterback definitely is an issue if ball placement isn't going to be perfect, right? So it seems like these receivers are struggling with where Bo expects them to be when he throws the ball. We see that a lot, right? Uh, there were also some really great catches that got made on Saturday despite ball placement that wasn't good. So it's it's not on any one person I'm stressing, mm-hmm. but there is some culpability from the QB position for some of these passes not being as catchable as they should be and then conversely look what bennett did man you know if you want an example just look across the field uh he did he did a good job just making his ball super catchable yeah yeah he, he goes in and 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 yeah gets the ball there, to his playmakers and mm-hmm. you know, he uses yeah. the the talent of the guys around him yeah, there were some things that were just blatant, though, Zach. Like uh, uh, the the drop by Shedrick. There was a drop by Shedrick during the game that, I mean, again, 100% on Shedrick. Sure. He hit the him in the numbers. Nine. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was thrown exactly how it should have been thrown. Right. <laughs> and uh, he's got to catch it. And he tried to trap it rather than catch it with his hands, and he messed it up. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing that, uh, you know, I asked Harson in one of the postgame pressers was, you know, well, it was part of the, the question about the drops. Is how do you how do you reevaluate this man with with as many drops as you have? And you know, his answer was, uh, and I asked about Elijah Canyon, why haven't we seen Canyon? And he said, the guys that we put on the field, right, are the guys who are practicing well. I'm paraphrasing, but essentially is what he's getting at. Right. He goes driving at. So and, and that's kind of guy, that's kind of been the phrasing that he's used every time he's been asked that question, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, and, and the question that I would have as a follow-up would be, but then what's not translating from practice to Saturdays yeah. if they're dropping this many balls? Now, we fired our wide receiver coach uh, for what we've been told our performance reasons, and, you know, that wasn't going to magically fix all our drop problems. Sure. Uh, so there, there's some things for them to work on. Uh, Georgia, if anything, my biggest t- takeaway is just we, we have a lot to work on yeah. Uh, to make sure that this season, you know, they can finish off this season strong and, and look competitive against what really will be some tough teams. Yeah. Glass half full way of looking at this past Saturday, right, is Georgia has done that to everyone. Mm. And Auburn was better against Georgia than every team that they've played so far with the exception of Clemson. Yeah. And they scored 10 points, and most teams have not scored 10 points against them. Uh, listen, so. most teams have not scored offensive touchdowns. For Correct. Time. So Period. that's the glass half full way of looking at it. I'm not big on the whole 
transitive wins in sports because I don't think yeah. it matters because it's all about matchups and you know where the game's being played and mm-hmm. I mean there's a million factors that go into it but that's the glass half full way of looking at Saturday yeah the other glass half full way of looking at it was we did move the ball yeah you're right we moved the ball up and down the field on them but we couldn't finish drives and we had key mistakes that stopped those drives uh uh the rushing touch the first rushing touchdown they've given up all season they gave up to us mm-hmm this team is still, I think, got a lot of talent. And this is a first-year head coach, and he's trying to figure out what he has. And, you know, he's trying to field a competitive team every week, uh, but so is everybody else in the SEC. So, right. again, ball, we did move the ball. The other glass-half full point, Zach, is, is we held Georgia to 36 yards rushing at the half. Mm-hmm. We made them one-dimensional, and eventually the run defense wore down. But with three minutes left in the second quarter, uh, third, the third quarter, I'm sorry. Sure. There were there was only 10 yards of total offense difference between these two teams. No. And, and uh, that's now. what I predicted going into the half. I thought it'd be a little bit closer at the half. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be about a one-score Georgia lead, and then over the course of the second half, they would just pull away. And that's pretty much what happened, the way you just described it. I think that kind of lines up with that. And so, you know, and it's interesting. I was talking about this with, with Charlie Five yesterday. The game kind of went like a lot of people expected it to. And in some cases, it went better than some people may have predicted. For sure. And it's still it's still hard to walk away from that game, even though it's kind of going the way you expected it to, and not kind of look ahead and be like, man, there's going to be some tough games, including the one this Saturday for, these te- uh, yeah. for this team. Yeah, we've got to improve. Uh, I mean, that's the bottom line. This yeah. coach knows it. You know, he knows that they just flat out have to play better. Uh, on on Monday, I also asked, you know, how do you get back to the run with teams loading the box against you every week and daring you to throw, Coach? Uh, his response, I thought, was was excellent. He said, you, we got to stop losing first and second down. Now, um, what I wanted to hear him say was, you know, again, about the passing game, right? Uh, you know, for as much as they, they, you know, when he said, you know, we got to start, we got to not lose early. Uh, we went back and we looked at the at at the run uh, pass balance since Penn State. He's absolutely right. There are there there. It's about fifty fifty until they get down. So they've got to find a way to win more early so that the run game stays viable because that's where Auburn's strength is at. Sure. Um, now you do that by not dropping passes when your quarterback makes good throws, flat out. When Bo makes a throw, they got to help him out, right? And, you know, uh, when Bo makes a throw, sometimes he's got to help the receiver out. You got to throw people open, help them out, man. Uh, it's, it's it's a whole team. Beating Georgia was always going to be a whole team effort. Sure. It was never going to be on any one person. So if you're looking at that game and you blamed Bo, you're off base. But if you're looking at that game and you're also only blaming the receivers or the line, you're also off base. Yeah. Right? So – um, they've got to figure a way to come together as a unit. Um, I will say this. In the aftermath of this game, Bo was doing an interview where he kind of called out the referees. Yeah. Now, now, Zach, I'm not a big fan of this, but he's absolutely right. I think he is, too. I think he was dead on. Some of those calls were egregiously missed. And in a game with a good team, it can stem the tide. You know, the one to Capers I thought was, you know, really – egregious in the end zone it would have been a touchdown it was right. fourth down and the referee was standing i pointed out on the film review he was standing three yards away 
looking at it from yeah, the right staring angle right at it and, right and did not see the db holding capers right arm the whole time right he could not even get his arm up to try to catch the ball because the db was holding he right. was early and they didn't call it and that would have been a fresh set of downs from the two-yard line now it's not, that's not to say we would have won the game but georgia doesn't need any more help from the refs man like <laughs> i just was really disappointed um you know, we've had our fair share of, of, of help from the refs over the years, but I, I think the referees called a disappointing game. The The call on Roger early was the one that bothered me the most. Yeah, the P.I. call. It's like that is what you want your corner to do. Yeah, and it's he got just, his head around. He, I mean, and, 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 the, and the receiver is trying to arm bar him. Yeah. What do you expect him to do? Right. I just did not understand that. L- listen, the uh, unsportsmanlike on Kaufman, I did not like. Uh, yeah. It, you know, the game was kind of already out of hand by that point, but it was just, it was representative of how they were calling that game kind of against us. Now, he 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 got, o- he stepped over the receiver, but the receiver was already under him. Right. You know, like I didn't understand what did they want. Now he did it with some attitude, but like he was going to have to step over him anyway. I didn't, I You're thought playing football, like it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. right there with you. I'm yeah, right there so with you. I don't know, man. I, I think the refs, you know, when they go back and they get graded on their performance, they're going to grade out pretty bad for that game. SEC refs for you. Hey, Mike G, our guest today. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Uh, have you heard about Prize Picks? I'll tell you about it. It is daily fantasy made easy. I love this. I know you will too. Specifically for the daily college sports fantasy action. Not a whole lot of places do daily college sports, but Prize Picks does. And be sure when you check them out at PrizePicks.com, you use promo code Locked On, one word, L O C K E D O N, and uh, any deposit you make, they will match it. Free money up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com today and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's talk about what's going to happen this Saturday, Mike G. This Arkansas mm-hmm. team is pretty good. I think they're a pretty good team despite the way the, you know they, uh, they played against Georgia and then you know just kind of slipping up against Ole Miss there. Not really playing a whole lot of defense against Ole Miss. This is a team that Auburn should be able to run the ball on and move the football against. I hope this offense kind of gets some confidence this Saturday. But uh, a lot a lot of pressure is going to be on this defense. And I talked to Chandler Wooten earlier today at the time of us recording this, and he just kind of listed a bunch of things that they do well. They do a ton of things on offense well. And uh, a lot is going to be one pre-snap in this football game. Uh, yeah, listen, um, there are some things about Arkansas that, uh, you know, you got to get back to your roots here. Number one, um, you got to get the run game going against Arkansas. This is a bottom four rush defense in our league flat out. Right. So, um, you've got to run the ball on them. You cannot make them make you one dimensional. So I expect to see that. Right. Um, this 
O-line has been, you know, just a little bit above average at run blocking. Uh, run blocking has really only failed, again, when we lose first and second down and you just we just we abandon the run. Yep. You know, we've been abandoning the run. So uh, so it'll be really interesting to see um, how they handle that. Like, can we get back to running the ball? Because that's where the strength of this team has always been. Through two SEC games, 91 passes, 58 rushes. So, uh, you know, uh, when you talk about balance, Harson said that he wanted to be, you know, started with being a downhill run team, but you got to run the ball. You got to find a way to do it. Um, their pass defense is the second best pass defense in our league right mm -hmm. now. Uh, only secondary, only to Georgia. So you got to run the ball. You know, you need to pass the ball at about a 65 to 68% clip to keep them honest and, mm -hmm. and tank and Jarquez Hunter should do work. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're challenged other than that. Right. Um, uh, in terms of rushing, you know, uh, Arkansas's rush offense um, here is mm, their top four in the league. I mean, they're going to try to run the ball as well, too. Yeah, they're a um, good football team. I mean, they do a yeah, lot of yeah. things. I don't know if they're really elite at that many things, but they're pretty good at almost everything. Yeah, 5.3 yard average per rush. Um, Auburn, again, 6.1. So that's a battle that you have to win. Yeah. Our rush offenses versus their rush offense, we, we've got to win that battle there. Uh, take some pressure off the quarterback in this one and and, and, move, and move the ball. So, uh, you know, the receivers have got to come back. They've got to bounce back from this. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep be keeping an eye on wide receiver rotations again. You know, our coach has said you have to earn the right to play in practice. He's, this is story. He's sticking to it. So um, uh, if, if the guys on the field – are earning the right um you know we've got it we've got to uh you know they, they've got to they've got to have better production defensively you know uh Zacoby McClain had a really disappointing missed tackle against Georgia late in the fourth quarter where he just completely whiffed on the running back and they ended up scoring on that play yeah um we've got to get back to that our rush defense is the strength of this team it is the absolute best aspect of this team so um you know for Arkansas, this game ends up being strength on strength, right? Their rush offense versus our rush defense. Right. If we if we win this battle, we win this game. And I love that this Auburn defense has played against rushing quarterbacks already this season. I think mm -hmm. that is something that's attractive and appealing. Uh, is KJ Jefferson better at running than the other mobile quarterbacks they face so far? Sure, but from a mental rep and just kind of understanding and probably you know game plan install. I bet there's some things that they've already done this year that they're going to do again. So I like that a lot. Um, hopefully Owen Papo is back this week. We said that the last two weeks, but yeah. uh, boy, they need him this weekend. Um, big time. Because I think you're going to see, uh, I think you're going to see more three linebacker sets. If Owen comes back, I think Chandler Wooten has, uh, has earned that. I think you want to see all three of those guys. And mm -hmm. then, you know, just as far as, the rotation up front, I think that's going to be interesting. With them running the ball, how much is Eculio to play? Because uh, he's become a dude that I want in the field as much as possible, yeah. but he is a better pass rusher than he is a run, uh, a run defender. Yeah, yeah, he was tracking. He, tra he was tracking guys down. He's great. I thought he had a fairly good game against Georgia. Um, looking at KJ Jefferson, kind of circling back around to KJ Jefferson. Sure. Um, you got to get to him, man. Listen, their line is not great in pass pro. They're not. So when he drops back, you got to get him. 
Um, you got to get him on the ground. And, you know, he's 48% under pressure. He's not great. He's going to make mistakes. He's got three picks on the year. You got to force him to make some mistakes. Um, uh, you know, he's got a few turnover-worthy plays. It's, 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 it's attack this quarterback, man. Attack this quarterback. Yep. Now, no defense was played last week. <laughs> right. In Arkansas versus Ole Miss, none whatsoever. Right. Um, we can't get into that kind of game. Auburn, you know, uh, uh, you know, to quote, you know, famous TikTok, you're not that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. So uh, we cannot get into a shootout, I don't think, with any team this year. Our defense I has agree. to hold them. And, you know, uh, we have essentially failed to get to 28 points in almost every game since Penn State. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, or since the first two games of the season. So, like, it, it's going to be, you know, we've got to figure out a way to put 30 points on the board at some point versus a Power 5 opponent. And uh, if you Yeah. If, if Auburn does not score 30 on Saturday, they probably lose. And um, let's go over some predictions in, in just a moment. Mike G., our guest on this War Rapport Wednesday. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Comes in a ton of different flavors, ranging from coconut to cherry to double chocolate to salted caramel. There's something for everyone. All their bars very high in protein, very low in calories. Most of their flavors around 70 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order today. That is at Built.com. Use promo code Locked 15 for 15% off. That's at built.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Mike G, I'm feeling this game will be, I think my pick is going to be 27 to 24 Arkansas. I think, I think Arkansas is going to win this game in a close one. Mm. Because we're going strength on strength here, I'm going to bet on Auburn's run defense. Okay. I, I, I don't think they can wear us down the way Georgia did. I agree. Um, And so, you know, that being said, uh, there'll be plenty of opportunities offensively. You know, um, if we can get back to the run, you know, I like that. Uh, if the receivers can make a few more plays for the, for our quarterback, right. Again, can't stress enough. It's going to go both ways in the pass game. Sure. Uh, Bo makes it, you know, a few better passes. The receivers make a few more catches and a few less drops. I like Auburn in this one. I, I think that it will be a close one, but I also think that, that Auburn can win this by about 10 points as well, too. So I can see a 30 to 20 type game here. Um, I think this will be the week that they actually do break 28 points. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to see Jarquez Hunter get some more touches. I think he's earned it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and we're six games in, so our offensive coaches have to start playing to what we know our team's strengths are. Right now, pass catching is not one of them. That's true. <laughs> So the play calling has to account for that. And and I just I'm wondering how much longer we're gonna see them try to force this square peg down this round hole and just accept we don't do this well. We need to pick our spots, kind of like what Georgia did with Bennett. 
Mm-hmm. They they managed him, man. Uh, uh, he threw about 20 passes against us, but prior to that, he had not thrown more than 15 passes in any game this season. Right. Right. He just hits those passes as a high enough clip that you got to respect it. And then they lean on the run game. So we took away their run game and forced him to throw the ball more than 15 times. Now, the problem with that was he hit those passes, right? Um, You know, just enough that their run game was able to get going late in late in the game. So, you know, for for us, conversely, um, you know, we just need to manage our quarterback, uh, give him good throws, you know, pick pick our spots a little better in the passing game so that they cannot load the box up against our running backs, uh, control the clock. Limit Arkansas's offensive possessions. I want right. to. I want to. Yeah, I, I want to wrap up today's show, Mike G, with with the conversation about what a win this Saturday would mean and what a loss would mean for the rest of the season. So a, a hmm. win, it feels like two weeks ago, right after Auburn beats LSU. Maybe not quite as euphoric, but I, I still hmm. think you get confidence going into the rest of the schedule. Can you beat Ole Miss at that point? Can you beat A and I think the confidence goes up. Across the team, across the fan base, across the SEC, all that good stuff. The other side of it is, you know, it's like, okay, maybe you can get one of those. Um, And then hopefully you take care of business against uh, Mississippi State and South Carolina. It's just a, um, to me, I mean, this is just a big game from a confidence standpoint. Because if you can beat Arkansas on the road, you can beat Ole Miss at home. You know what I mean? Right. Um, The significance of, Bowl going on the road twice in the SEC and coming out with the win cannot be understated mm-hmm. because that's not Great something point. he's done very often in his career here at Auburn. So, you know, he went into Death Valley and got our first win in 21 years. Right. And make mo- no mistake, that that win was all about Bo. Just a playmaker making plays. Specifically uh, backyard Bo. Yeah, backyard Bo. Um, I said it on Twitter, backyard Bo, however, is not a strategy. <laughs> Sure. That is a fail safe when all other things fail, but yep. you don't go in expecting back. I mean, there are just few players in history that play that way consistently Yeah, at a high clip, like the Johnny Manziel's of the world. Yeah. And they went Heisman's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not what we have here. Right. So um, uh, what a win to your question, what a win Saturday will mean um, is it'll mean hope for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I think that if you lose this game and if you lose it badly, hope starts to wane. And the significance of that is uh, we paid $21 million to get rid of the last guy. And when we asked, we interviewed Alan Green and we asked him why, uh, why the change, why pay that much money? His answer was uh, profound. He said, when we evaluated the program, there wasn't the hope around the program that we, that we would have wanted to see. That is a powerful thing. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in, in his world, when people start to lose hope, right, what happens? Fans stop buying tickets. Merchandise sales go down. Boosters stop donating money, right? Like, you know, when people in and around the program start to lose hope, um, it can crater your program. Sure. So you got you have to keep hope alive. Bringing in a new coach kind of sparks that hope. Um, but, you know, we've got to give him time. This is year one. There were high expectations. In year one, now reality is starting to set in a little bit. But, you know, if you lose this game, you got to show improvement 
and you got to look competitive and you know you're on the road versus a ranked team in the sec west which is definitely the toughest division in football every year but particularly this year mm-hmm. right with you know old miss and bama and texas a&m taking out bama and like i mean come on man um every game left on our schedule is losable right the way we played to this point including south carolina you I, I don't know i don't know if i agree with that i don't know if yeah. south carolina is like eh, I, don't, I don't know based based on georgia state i i have to say that south carolina is is losable okay that's fine that we, that we play if we had another performance like that we could lose to south carolina at south carolina on the road they're so, they're ter- they're terrible like I yeah. would like to see South Carolina play Georgia State. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I, I know you don't like the transit of property. I don't, who, but still, it's who. like, man. But still, yeah. I just think I'm looking at that, and I'm like, uh, there could be three wins left on the schedule, or there could be one. Mm-hmm. You know, and in a complete doomsday scenario, there are zero. Gosh. So, so go, go. It's gonna be a long this, summer if that's if that's the if that's the case. Yeah, play this game like it's the Iron Bowl, man. Mm-hmm. Play it play it like the championship is on the line every week from here on in. We are at the halfway point. At this point, you're kind of done evaluating your team. Right. You know what you have and you know what you don't have. Now we need to call plays and come up with game plans that utilize our strengths and cover our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's where coaching comes in. Now, you know, if you've been listening to me, you know I'm way harder on coaches than I am on players. I think that's fair. Millionaires tasked with putting these kids in a good position to utilize their athletic abilities to the best of their ability um, is is always going to be paramount. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, uh, to uh, to put a cap on it, sure, you you win this game to keep hope alive, right? And you go out there and um, you know, Harson was like an hour late to the post game presser on Saturday. I was told um I was told through the grapevine it was because he was chewing chewing ass in the locker room over what he saw. Penn State took gave, a while too, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, like if, he if he's just, using it to coach and to motivate and to inspire and in whatever way works for that specific player, that's mm-hmm. fine. His job is yeah. always at every second of every day where it's possible is for him to make the team better. And there is a an unlimited amount of ways to do that. And so if Absolutely. he was yeah, if he was using a using it when his team was beat up and just got embarrassed on their home turf, mm-hmm. yeah, I have no issue with him doing that at all. Yeah, listen, I was take your time coach. Do your job. Um, yeah. You yeah, can pay a lot of money job. to do it. You do it. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Mike G, what's going on these days at the war report? Ah, you know, same old, same old. If you're watching, this is a War Report Wednesday at Locked yes. On. Um, but we're we're uh, busy over at the War Report. Uh, we had our first uh, company tailgate out at the Georgia game. Uh, so uh, all our subs came out and just kind of hung out with us and ate ribs and had a beer. It was great meeting everybody. Uh, we'll probably do that again before the end of the year. Cool. Um, we've got our Watch the Film segments on Mondays. There's a lot of reasons. You can go check us out on YouTube. We're active on all social media platforms. Uh, particularly, we're dropping some recruiting segments to keep everybody updated on commitments as they're happening. Sure. Um, so, yeah, just you know, subscribe on YouTube. Sign up as an insider. Uh, get access to some of the special seg- segments that we're doing, particularly Watch the Film. Um, it's one thing we can all argue about what happened uh, but I'll tell you, one thing I was reminded of is watching the game from the press box Saturday. There's so much you cannot see until you go back and look at the film. Right, you're right. I had 
I, you know, I do it every week. So, um, you know, but normally I'm sitting in my living room in DC watching the game on TV. So I don't have to rewatch as much. Mm-hmm. I had to rewatch the whole game and, and, and half the things I thought were true or not <laughs> after I watched the film. So, yeah. uh, sign up as an insider and get access to that segment. That's something that nobody else is doing here on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Brother, appreciate your time as always, man. We'll talk again soon. All right. Yep. That is Mike G with the war report. Be sure to check out their channel. And we'll be back tomorrow with a little crossover action. We'll talk to um, to John Neighbors, host of Locked On Razorbacks. Get you ready for Saturday. We'll see you then right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.